I want to read a passage of scripture. I'm going to take about 10 minutes. I want to read a passage of scripture, and, and as I'm reading it, everyone in this room is going to say, what in the world does this text have to do with anything else he might say? And my job will be to try and explain what I'm reading. I want to talk to you about Adam and your missions vision. The text is Romans 5. If you've got a Bible, look this up. Romans 5, 15 to 19. If you're at home, look it up. Romans 5, 15 to 19. Paul writes, For if by one man's trespass the many died, how much more have the grace of God and the gift overflowed to the many by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ? Stay with me, 16. And the gift is not like the one man's sin, because from one sin came the judgment, resulting in condemnation. But from many trespasses came the gift, resulting in justification. 17. Since by the one man's trespass death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Hang in a bit longer. So then, 18, as through one trespass there is condemnation for everyone, so also through one righteous act there is life-giving justification for everyone. For just as through one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so also through the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. There are many things that have to be in place, have to be understood for missionary reach to be done well. And then there's one thing that must be in place for missionary reach to exist at all. And that's what this text is all about. It's not really a how-to text about doing missions. Rather, it expresses the one idea without which there's no reason for going and no reason for funding whatsoever. And here's the big idea. All people on earth are in one of two streams of humanity. That's Paul's argument. They're complicated verses, but that's his argument. Paul says humanity is wrapped up either in Adam or in Christ, and there are no third options. First, he says, every person has a lineage to Adam. He means Adam is, push it back, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather of everyone who draws breath on planet Earth. And what that means is, every person on planet Earth has the same big problem. Paul talked about it in those two verses, Romans 5, 12, and 19. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death spread to all men. Then 19, same idea. Just as through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Then, the next thing Paul does is he tells us God has done something about this human crisis. 
God has launched his rescue mission to create a new redeemed line of people under brand new headship. And Paul celebrates that headship. He does it in 17 and 19. Since by one man's trespass, death reigns through the one man, how much more will those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Then he says the same thing again in 19. Just as through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so also through one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Okay, that's the text. How does this point of these deeply theological verses, what does it do to create senders? And what does it do to create goers for global missions? Simply this, simply this. In reaching out to every race, tribe, people group, culture on planet Earth, thousands of them, if you send or go and you study the languages, we've talked about that, and you've examined the cultural context and you've researched the anthropology and you invest in seeking out still all the more people groups, if you do all those things, you need never fear that the gospel lacks relevance for any person anywhere on earth. That's the message. They are all caught, every one of them, in this real, literal, fallen Adam. They are all trapped in exactly the same sinful route. There is no exception, and they can't get out. They all need Christ because, as Paul makes clear, there are no third options, no third lines of humanity. All are going to face eternity in one of two heads, sinful in Adam or redeemed in Christ. God has offered no other destinies. Let's apply this as I wrap up. For missionaries, whatever else missionaries study and do, and you've heard wonderful things here, wonderful things, important things, whatever else missionaries study, and there are many things for a mission team, a missionary to work with, but whatever else they study, if they don't study this truth from Paul, if they don't have this, they should stay home. I say that because while we should and must minister to all human suffering, this text says we minister especially to eternal suffering. For senders, whatever else you fund, and there are many good ministries calling for support, there are no needs like this one in Romans 5. Remember, care about all suffering especially eternal suffering. Put your dollars into the greatest, most universal suffering on planet Earth. Be motivated in the confidence that there's not one human being anywhere on this planet who doesn't need your investment. Every one of them does. Eight billion of them. Here's my goal for this church family while I'm here. 
both goers and senders need to care deeply about the content of the message they're exporting. Years ago, years ago, A.W. Tozer wrote with his usually sharp pen. Here's what he said. Here is the ongoing challenge of missions. The church can do no more than transplant itself. What it is in one land, it will be in the other. We need to make sure we get Romans 5 right. Before we hear the contextual studies, the cultural analysis, the many necessary humanitarian projects, we need to do the theological work first. We need this foundation under everything else that we're going to be doing. So this is where the call to go is anchored. I'm thinking about this church. You can't possibly receive a greater call to a more necessary work than this work. So whatever, have to, whatever you have to leave in order to go, you'll only be trading up. At least pause and ask if God might have just bigger plans for the rest of your life than you're presently imagining. And then forgivers, senders. Romans 5 says you can give generously, sacrificially, lean into the joy. Put your dollars into the very heart of God, what he most wants to do. I need to say one more thing. Maybe you hear all these projects and you just hear pressure, pressure for money. Let me try and illustrate how this ought to work. Coming up to Christmas. And every Christmas, the thing I enjoy most of all the earthly trappings of Christmas, I'm not talking about the theological side, but what I enjoy most of the earthly trappings of Christmas is going out and shopping for Rini. Hers is the only present I have to buy. It's a perfect system. And every year what I love doing, I love giving her all that I can possibly give her at Christmas. And every year she tells me I spend too much money on her at Christmas. Only for me, it doesn't feel like spending too much money. For me, I don't look at whatever I buy for her, I never look at it as an expense because I, I love her. And so she'll say, don't spend so much. You spend too much money on me, but it doesn't feel that way to me. It is my greatest earthly joy at Christmas. And then I pause and I think of all the Sundays that we gather together and we blither away about how much we love Jesus, how much we love him with all of our hearts, and how much we want to feel his embrace, and we want to see his face, and we want to look into his eyes, and we want to behold him, and we love him, we love him, we love him so much. And if that's the case, then giving to World Impact Sunday is not an expense. It's, it's the happiest moment of your life. And everyone said, say it like you, you felt it might be true. Everyone said, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so we're grateful, Lord Jesus. I know the giving will be done in different ways. But we do need you. We do need you to come and talk to each one of us. Talk to us. Speak what we should do, what we can do, what you're calling us to, to go or to send. Take that truth of Romans 5 and let it propel joyful givers and joyful goers through the blood of Jesus Christ. And in his name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.